Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here at Tech Money Talks. I'm really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Otis Coleman as a special guest on the show, also known as the Ecom Wizard. For those of us in Ecom, you should know who he is because Otis is a seven-figure dropshipping professional and his success in dropshipping is so inspiring. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Otis is helping tens of thousands of people finding winning products by sharing his recommendations on YouTube and is quickly becoming a major influencer in this space. Otis continues to raise the bar and he's been keeping it real. He's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Otis has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce. And if you didn't know, he is also the brother of the beast of e-com, Harry Coleman. And Harry's been, been killing it in e-commerce as well and has been a previous guest on Tech Money Talks. Otis has a growing presence on YouTube and is delivering value weekly and continuing to run his own e-commerce business. Otis also shared the stage with other e-com killers at the Underground Earners event in Beverly Hills, which was, I would say, the major dropshipping event of the year, which is just absolutely awesome. Time is money and everyone is looking to get a piece of his time. I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Otis, Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Hey, how's it going, man? How are you? Pleasure. Great, man. Thanks for actually having me um, on the podcast, man. It's a real pleasure to be here. I can't wait to share my experience, you know, my knowledge. Um, and drop some value bombs for these guys. Oh, awesome stuff, man. This is great. I'm, I've been looking forward to it as well. And this is really great stuff. So to kick it off for the audience, can you start by sharing your journey into dropshipping? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, my name's Otis Coleman. I am actually currently 23 years old. Um, I am the brother, as um, Tech Money Talks has already stated, of Harry Coleman, the younger brother. <laughs> Because I know a lot of people get it mixed up and stuff. Um, some people think I'm older. Some people think um, he's older. But anyway, yeah, I'm the younger brother. <laughs> um, when I was actually about 19 years old, um, in, in my second year of university. Younger brother. Yeah, yeah, younger brother. <laughs> so, so when I was in um, university, I started to see my brother dropshipping. Um, and he, he came up to me one time and was, you know, this was back when Shopify had the real old app. I don't know if a lot of people remember wow. Going back okay. about three, three or four years now, they had the really old app. It didn't have none of the graphs on or anything. Wow. Uh, and yeah, we basically um, got me into dropshipping. And, you know, at the time I was thinking dropshipping doesn't work. You know, if people, are, you know, if people see that product, they're just going to go elsewhere and buy it. Um, and eventually he came to me one day. Um, and I seen a thousand dollar day and I, it was at that point wow. I, remember I was standing in my kitchen. Um, and at that point I realized, you know what, I actually need to really get into this kind of stuff. Um, which was, yeah, super motivational. Um, and yeah. from there he kind of, um, taught me quite a lot of what I know today. Um, we still do use similar techniques, but you know, we still do have our own ways of doing things. Um, like every other person in dropshipping, you know, you have to find what works for you. But from then, um, I was kind of in university, started dropshipping. Um, I was doing really, really well. And then I kind of got a bit complacent. Um, and obviously, I had exams and stuff at the time, which I was studying economics for. Wow. So, yeah, quite an intensive course, you know, a lot of maths and stuff involved with it. So I kind of stopped dropshipping for a couple of months. And then picking and back up towards the end of kind of second year university was when I really started, you know, going full speed and serious. 
And then, you know, I graduated. And from then on, you know, I've just been a dropshipper since. Wow. Awesome. So went from graduation and then following that, you were already, you know, dropshipping and you continued from there? Yep. 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 (laughs) That's awesome stuff, man. And that's awesome that you uh, finished and and got your degree as well. And I bet even the numbers, economics and things like that with with your mind on your business, I bet that was a really cool thing. Yeah, it was it was it was a crazy experience, you know, trying to actually balance exams um, and, a, and a dropshipping business at the time was really crazy because at that time I was about um, 19 or 20 years old and I, I, I was literally at that point doing kind of 40k months, which for someone at my age, you know, I'd never really ever seen that type of money before. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I literally ended up doing a ton of all-nighters for my exams, which I would not recommend to anyone. But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't recommend it, but that was what I had to do, you know, to get by. Oh, wow, awesome. And uh, you know what, to, to even take a step back, because, you know, and I always try to touch on this is that, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, mm. people will 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 see these kind of numbers and they, one, they just can't believe these kind of numbers. And then two, yeah. they immediately think it's like a get rich quick scheme and stuff like that. So like, maybe uh, paint that picture for the audience, like, you know, what did you have to do to work to get to that point? Or did it just happen overnight for you? Yeah, real good question, man. Um, and the thing is, I always teach this to absolutely anyone, you know, anyone who contacts me about dropshipping saying, you know, I have this amount of money, I've only got this amount of money, you know, can I dropship and make money within the next two weeks? I always recommend to make sure you have kind of a stable foundation before you start dropshipping. Um, and the reason yeah. for that is because, when you don't have a stable foundation and you are relying on dropshipping, you you um, you will always make um, decisions on impulse. You know, you'll turn off ad sets which shouldn't be turned off. You know, thinking that they're going to be spending too much money. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you start to go from not actually making the right business decisions to making hastily ones, and that is when you know your business really can start to fail. So I always kind of recommend to people make sure you've got a stable foundation. Um, but with regards to obviously what I've personally had to do um, to succeed in dropshipping is hours and hours upon end. You know, uh, people wow. seem to think this is some kind of get rich quick scheme. And that is, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I've had to do, you know, sometimes I was literally staying up till 5 a.m. Um, and then I had a part time job while I was at university as well in an, um, fully enough, a sunbed shop. So I sometimes on Wednesdays and a few other days of the week, I would have to be up at 8 a.m. to then go to the sunbed shop and open up in the morning and stuff. So, you know, it was a crazy experience. I lost a lot of sleep, but, you know, it's, it shaped me to who I am today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really important, man. You have to really grind it out. Really powerful. And hopefully the audience caught on to that. So, I mean, so Otis was actually, you know, juggling full-time school, part-time job to help, you know, pay for his, you know, living and expenses and then yeah. also whatever's left over to invest mm-hmm. in your drop shipping business. And then yep. you were putting the time and the hours and in, into the late hours to do that. And then duration wise, like, you know, how long did it did it take you to actually begin to see uh, some good level of success? Like how long were you working it? So um, I started dropshipping just after my first year university. So once I started um, kind of I went into the break of second year, ready before second year. I started second year. Um, and I started kind of getting into dropshipping. Um, I, that was in, uh, it was in April of, I think, 2016 or 2015, one or the two, I can't remember. Um, I think I've shown it on my YouTube before. Yeah. But, um, after around four months or so, um, I started to see a bit of success. So, you know, I started to actually hit my first winning product. 
And I'll never forget what it was. It was these, um, I don't know if anyone's seen them before. They were like cuddly cat earrings, like cartoon cat earrings on AliExpress. <laughs> um, yeah, real crazy product, you know. And it was wow. just a product which I literally typed into AliExpress, cat earrings, or I typed in cat, um, sorted by orders, which was the, the old method that I kind of used to use. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I went on to pick Monkey, created a nice collage forum, put them out to, you know, as many cat lovers as possible, um, cat magazines, cat, you know, protections, <laughs> all of those types of things. Um, and literally, you know, they just took off. And they that started was taking off. Wow. Yeah, that was literally really <laughs> what took me my first kind of $1,000 days. And it's funny because people seem to think, you know, you tell people I made money off cat earrings, they will literally laugh at you, won't yeah. you? Yeah. Know? You know, how is, how is cat earrings making you $1,000 per day? And, it, you know, it's it's amazing what type of products can go viral. But, yeah, that was my first winning product, man. Wow, man, that's powerful. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, you have to let, uh, you have to let the data and the audience guide you. Like, you know, yeah. be it like some sophisticated business person, like you're too good for cat earrings, even though they're yeah. like, you know, crushing it online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man, for sure. Wow. And uh, with that, you know, the other thing that I thought was really good, and this is yeah. what um, this is what I don't think anybody has shared on the podcast, which I think is really good, is that you experienced a good level of success and then you were riding that product for a while. And like you yeah. like you said, you said you, you became complacent with it yeah. and then it started to dwindle to the point. Uh, so, so tell that story to the audience. I think that's really good. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's, you know, this is something, I, you know, everyone knows who knows me, um, who, who has seen me online, you know, I'm a pretty open guy, you know, I, I don't really hide anything. Um, because I think it, it's, I think one thing which is most important about if you want to, you know, get your message out to people is that you're transparent. You know, people really respect you when you show you're good, you're bad, you know, your highs and your lows, basically. But yeah, yeah with regards to um, that, what it was, was, I, you know, I scaled the cat earrings up. Um, and I rode them for a good few months, probably around April. No, no, it, I started in April. Um, they started to take off in around July or so or August. Um, and then from August all the way up to Christmas, um, they they done very well. And now as um, at, back in the day, at the start of December, everyone used to just turn their ads off because obviously, you know, you, your products weren't going to arrive by Christmas. So what I used to do was just mm. turn my ads off. Um, and that was my first Christmas dropshipping. So... From then, I turned my ads off. And when it came back to January again, you know, I tried to kind of turn them back on and I couldn't really get that momentum back. Um, and wow. also, it was faced with complacency. You know, I'm not going to lie to anyone. I got complacent. You know, I was 19, 20 years old, seeing kind of um, over $1,000 a day, you know, $1,500 a day sometimes. Um, profit yeah. was probably around $400, $450 every single day. So for a kid of that age, yeah. you know, not necessarily a kid, but I'd never seen that type of money before. So yeah. like a normal kid would, you know, I bought out a new TV. Um, <laughs> I bought myself a ton of new shoes, you know, some clothes and stuff. And I, I started yeah. to, you know, not really make smart business decisions. I kind of let the money start to get ahead of me. Um, and that was where I kind of lost my feet. Um, you know, not so much mentally, but I wasn't making correct business decisions. Um, and, and as I kind of grew older, I realized, you know, you need to stop kind of, you need to get out of that complacency. And that was when I started to really work hard again, you know, really, really sit down at night, um, conquer the work and get it out of the way. 
um, and then look back on the day and think, you know what, that's been a successful day. And that was when genuinely I started to see my results of it. Um, I started to see my results again. And really good point too, because I mean, and I, I try to, to help explain that to others, uh, you know, people that are new to drop shipping, where, you know, there's pretty much like a life cycle of, of the product. And mm, one of the yeah, yeah. ones to picture is like the fidget spinner, right? You know, yeah. I remember my kids, they were willing to pay $20 at the peak of, uh, Fidget spinners. Yeah, fidget spinners. Yeah, right? And you could get them for like, you know, a dollar or whatever. Now, I don't even think you can give them away for free, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. So you could picture that that bell curve type of life cycle yeah, of yeah, a product. Yeah. And uh, and the mindset of, of, a, of a professional dropshipper or the business owner should be mindful of that where, you know, okay, you're, you're not only looking for the product trends, but you're trying to build uh, on top of that cycle uh, and trying to keep something, you know, yeah. occurring so that you're at least maintaining a level that's pretty consistent as far as revenue goes. So maybe if you can, maybe touch on that, like the mindset for the audience. Yeah, so um, that's, again, a very, very good question. And this is one thing I kind of learned the hard way. So, you know, building upon what I previously mentioned about me kind of having a downfall part was everything I, everything in life to me is a lesson. You know, you should take it as a lesson. And yeah. that was my lesson. Um, my lesson was that you should never, ever just rely on one product. You know, these products do not last forever. Um, yeah, okay. They genuinely don't last forever. And, you know, one thing I teach myself and I always teach my students or anyone else I'm speaking to on YouTube is once you've got a winner, you should not stop testing. You know, still be hungry and have that mindset where I still need to find the next one because the more you've got, the better. You know, you can never yeah. have enough winners. Whereas if you've only got one winner and you focus on scaling it up, sooner or later, it's going to start to come down. You know, it's going to start descending. And when that starts to descend, if you haven't actually found a new winner, you're going to be faced with the same problem, which, you know, is what I was faced with, where you're literally then skimping around um, looking for your next winner again. Wow, this is awesome stuff, man. And you know the really cool thing? So <clears throat> I've also shared with, with the audience, like for my drop shipping business, I mean, I, I treat it like a, a family business. Yeah, yeah. And my boys, I have a 14 and 15-year-old wow. boy and uh, and my wife and my mother-in-law. And I uh, have all of them, you know, I, I, I let them, you know, pick out some of some of the winning products that I have on on the list and and help awesome. launch and then allow them to maintain and test and they're you know we're sitting around the dinner table talking about what products are popping off and it's just yeah. <laughs> that's amazing you say that man you know the yeah. youngies, that's that's really that is amazing <laughs> so it's really fun and you know they're learning you know especially I feel excited for my boys cuz they're learning at such a young age and hopefully yeah. you know they're they're inspired by you guys as well. Um, you know, everybody that, that I bring onto the show and introduce. So, I mean, now they're following you and so on. Hey. Um, but the point I was going to get, at was like, you know, I think it's an awesome story. You and your brother getting into, getting into drop shipping. So maybe talk a little, a little bit about that. Like how you guys were maybe working together and building your business. Yeah. So, um, my brother is basically, you know, we are actually, a lot of people sit there and be like, are you real brothers? Like, or do you just call him brother? Cause he's a friend. Like we are genuinely real brothers. Um, <laughs> we have the same mom, the same dad. We were born in the same household. Um, yeah, we grew up together, got a lot of good memories together. And yeah, he kind of basically, I remember at the very start of, um, our dropshipping journey, he kind of learned it off somewhere called a black hat world. I don't know yeah. if you guys have heard, I haven't heard of it, but yeah, that was where he oh, learned yeah. it. I believe. 
Um, and he basically, you know, kind of got me into dropshipping. Um, and when we started dropshipping, you know, we had Justin Cena's course. I don't know if you know, if you're aware of Justin Cena, but he, oh, used, yeah. to, he used to dropship. Yeah, he was like one of the big kind of, kind of one of my inspirations kind of getting into dropshipping. Um, and that was whose cool. course we actually had age years back. Um, so I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from my brother. Um, but yeah, my brother kind of guided me through dropshipping, man. You know, not so much gave it me all on a plate because he wanted me to learn, which, you know, at yeah. the time I used to think, why are you doing this to me? But um, <laughs> in, a, in a smart way, you know, the same way you don't just want to give away everything was I kind of, you know, at sometimes I genuinely had to learn the hard way. And, you know, looking yeah. back now, it is worth it because yeah. it's totally the work ethic that I need, you know, that not to just try find answers or, you know, take the easy route out to actually go and test um, and learn stuff like that. So yeah, that was kind of it. Um, and then we grew through dropshipping kind of together. Um, and that, that was kind of how it all started. Man, that's really awesome. And yeah, I like that you touched on, on the point there. Like, I mean, you know, the reality is, is that, I mean, you have to treat your business like a business and the only way you're really going to learn it is yeah. by doing it. And, um, you know, you, and a good analogy that I always use is just like, I mean, just like working out, if you know, if you're into fitness, you can learn everything about fitness yeah. and what to eat. But if you're not actually eating right, and if you're not yep. actually hitting the gym and crushing it, then you know you're not going to get the results, and you're yeah, not going to yeah. learn, you know, what your body can and can't do. Um, yeah, um, really, it's really. the same thing in dropshipping. Would you say so? Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. You know, that's a great parallel to use. Um, you know, um, you know, funnily enough, this is actually. Um, relating to my Instagram post, which I just recently done literally about a day ago. Um, the caption on that was trying to tell people that execution um, for me is more important than planning. Um, and the reason being is because wow, anyone, anyone can plan, you know, it's, it's in my eyes, it's easy to plan, you know, as long as you've got enough time, anyone can plan. But what separates the average from the great is the great have the ability to execute. You know, they are ready to dive in and physically start doing things. Whereas, you know, if you're just a planner all your life, you're going to end up planning for ages and not actually doing what <laughs> you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, that is one thing, you know, I've learned as well. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, message me, bro, um, you know, what color should my store be? You know, all of these little tiny things that in reality, they're not going to really make that much of a difference. Yeah. But you're trying to plan so hard instead of just jumping in and learning as you go along. Yeah. So for the audience, I mean, you're better off. I mean, taking action, um, you know, you don't need to blindly do it. I mean, there's a lot of value. I mean, just like we'll get a chance to, to touch on it. Maybe we can yeah, even yeah. talk about it right now. Like your YouTube channel you've been delivering a lot of value yeah. especially in the the yeah. winning product space i mean tens of thousands of people absorbing it 2019 products that you should be working with which is really cool but the point i was going to get at is that you know having a having some kind of a mentor whether if it's through youtube or whether if it's through one-on-one yeah. -on -one mentorship or whether if it's through a course yeah. but that in combination of taking action I think is the real key. And then hopefully the audience is catching on that. I mean, you just got to, you know, take action and, and launch your store. Um, but regarding uh, your YouTube uh, journey, maybe uh, talk about that uh, for the audience. Yeah, that would be great to talk about, man. So my YouTube journey um, was a bit of a funny one. I actually bought my camera. I remember it was from a place called Argos. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware in the UK, but they're kind of like 
similar to in America, how you have kind of, you know, like a homeware store. Yeah. Uh, kind of one of those. So okay. um, I remember ordering it, it got delivered um, and it got delivered in September. Now, funnily enough, I was too scared to actually film a video all the way <laughs> up to about February. You know, I'd never really wow. been, on, I'd never ever really been on camera before in my life. Um, you know, I'd done the odd few things here and there as you do, but you know, not really sit in front, in front of a camera, you know, discussing <laughs> how you've been successful. So yeah. that was kind of a major barrier which I had to get over. Um, and sure enough, you know, it got past Christmas and I said to myself at Christmas, as soon as this new year hits, just, you know, literally sit down, record a video and get it out there. Um, so sure enough, you know, video, um, new year's passed. Um, I sat down, I remember in my room, I literally didn't even have a tripod. So I had to balance it on some, you know, not storage boxes. <laughs> yeah, I had to some actually, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, yeah, some storage, yeah, storage boxes and books was exactly what I had to uh, kind of film it on. Um, I remember sitting on my bed with a white wall behind me and I literally just thought, um, I, I built up kind of a Google document ex explaining how I'd hit um, over $12,000 in a day and stuff. That's awesome. And I, I just put it out there. And, you know, yeah. I said, whether people like it or not, I have tried my best. Yeah, um, yeah. And, it's about you know, taking action, folks. Literally, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it reiterates the message to just get started. You know, whether you don't have to be a professional. It wasn't perfect. Yeah, you just yeah, did it. It wasn't perfect. The lighting was pretty bad. Um, I was scared so bad as in like, I had to redo this, you know, this um, video about 20 times, literally redo it. <laughs> um, I had no editing skills, no prior editing skills. I literally had to sit and watch YouTube for an, um, a, a good few hours learning editing. Um, and even after watching the tutorials, you know, I still, you, editing is something you have to practice, right? Yeah. Um, again, that was something I had to learn, but yeah, I put the video out. Um, it didn't really do that well, you know, after around five videos or so, I wasn't kind of seeing the success that I thought I would see. Uh -huh. So I was kind of questioning, you know, is this right for me? As you do, or, yeah. you know, you know, I'm not really getting enough views. Um, but I thought, you know what? Did, did Harry at the same time, was, did Harry have his, his side or YouTube going at the same yeah, time? Um, yeah, he had his YouTube go yeah, yeah, he had his YouTube um, going as well. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, that is it. You know, indirectly, <laughs> you try not to compare, but it's hard to obviously not compare when, yeah, when it's your brother. So I was yeah. kind of like um, comparing, thinking, you know, he got this many subs in this amount of time. Why is mine not um, showing up and stuff? And, in the end, I kind of thought, you know what, you got into this to try and help people. So whether or not, you know, you're getting enough subs or not, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, you are doing the right thing. You're doing what you love um, yeah. and you're doing what you set out to do. So, you know, gradually over time, I just genuinely tried to keep putting out good content, man. Yeah. Um, and after a while, people started to respect it. You know, I started to get a bit more um, exposure, you know, more and more people started commenting on my videos, liking it. Um, and it was really a, a crazy feeling, you know, uh, anyone who's done stuff like that will know, you know, little yeah. things like comments like this video is crazy dude or, you know, whatever it is, gives you an electric feeling, you know, it really gives you the sense of feeling that you're helping improve or, you know, helping someone towards their goal. Um, yeah. and, and that, you know, fast forward up to today, about from six months ago to today, um, we are nearly on 10,000 subs. So yeah, shout out to all of the Wiz fam. Yeah, that's awesome, really man. Cool for having me on here as well. Yeah, hey, you you deserve it, man. You're doing a great job and and sharing your story because I think it's going to inspire and, and help a lot of people. You know, not only in building the dropshipping business, but then for those that that are looking mm -hmm. to 
you know, work on their personal branding and things like that. Because I tell you, I mean, everyone has to go through that and it's about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and the key, I mean, for the audience, if you caught, I mean, uh, Otis just stayed consistent. You know, he was going to work it. And just like the way you would work your dropshipping business, you're not going to give up. You're going to keep testing. And uh, same way with his, his YouTube channel, doing the same thing. And I tell you, man, you are dropping a lot of value, especially the stuff centered around the winning products, because I think those are your most popular videos. Yeah. I think it's the stuff that most people are interested in, of course. You know, I mean, they want to they want to sell what's, you know, selling. Um, so maybe maybe for the audience, we could dive into that. You know, what are some... Uh, you know, what are some products or, or strategies that the audience should be aware of? Yeah, so with regards to product research, my main kind of whole idea behind releasing some winning products and stuff on YouTube was, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to pay for product research software, right? You know, there's a lot of research softwares out there which, you know, help yeah. the person. I've used near enough all of them um, over my years in dropshipping, but I understand not everyone has an extra 50 to $100 per month to pay for, obviously, um, some product research software. So I decided why not give away some products that I would personally test, which I've personally tested as well, yeah. uh, onto YouTube. And, you know, sure enough, people loved it. Yeah. Uh, but with regards to actually finding um, finding the actual products, there's a few ways which yeah. I use personally. And um, even before you dive right into that, because one of the points that, that I like to make, and I'm curious yeah, yeah. about your perspective, which is, I mean, I, I view this as a really abundant opportunity. I mean, there's tens of thousands of products that you could be selling and you're selling to the world. I mean, you're selling to the world, which is hundreds of millions of people around the world. Like, you know, even if you have, you know, 10,000 people that are looking at your winning product and if they're all doing their own Mm -hmm. portion of an ad spend, I really don't think they're going to be stepping on each other's toes too much with with the variety of, of products that are out there. And I was yeah. curious about your perspective on it. So my perspective with regards to kind of saturation, um, like you said, or, you know, can you still make money with dropshipping and stuff like that is yes, you can. And I think saturation is a thing, but it's nowhere near as important um, as people kind of make it out to be, you know, um, mm. a, a lot of my winners are literally already winners or products that are uptrending that are literally, yeah. I've just remastered them in some way. You know, I've come up with a whole new ad copy, um, a whole new website design. Um, you really know, every, good point. Yeah, everything is different. Uh, recently, just to touch on it, uh, my one product store winner, which I recently found probably around two months ago or so, um, that was on a site called eSniper, which I use quite a fair amount. Um, I recommend it to all my students and stuff. Um, wow. I use that, and that had 1.5 million views on their video when I found it and had over 1K comments. Now, a lot of people who message me would go, bro, that's so saturated, you know. I wouldn't sell that because, but I noticed that it was a very good product. And, you know, 1.5 million views or 1 million views in the whole grand scheme of things isn't really that much. You know, it is quite a bit, but it's not, you know, there's millions and millions of people in the world viewing stuff on Facebook. So 1 million views doesn't scare me at all. Um, Just make sure when you're doing it, you try to remaster it, you know, never copy ad copies directly. Um, you know, try to come up with new angles and stuff to sell the products and stuff. Really good. Um, and that is kind of how I kind of sorted my winner out. You know, I just come up with a whole new ad copy. I put a slight different angle on it, started mentioning different features about the products, which the other competitor hadn't mentioned. 
Um, and that was how I made it successful. You know, it took us all the way up to over 5K days. And, you know, I'm now currently turning that into a um, brand, which I know for a fact is going to turn into a six-figure brand. Awesome. Very well said too. Yeah. I mean, I view it as like, you know, you're tapping into an existing market share, right? You know, yeah. if there's a market, you know, you want to take some of that market share. And I mean, we see it happen. I mean, it, we see it happen in business all the time. All like the time. Uh, here in the U.S. is like, you know, if you see a, a Burger King on one side of the street, yeah, yeah, yeah. it opens right yeah. across the street to take yeah. market share. And if you see uh, a Lowe's on one side of the street, you see Home Depot open up right across the street, yeah, the street to take yeah. market share, right? And it's the same thing as somebody selling cat earrings on yeah. this website. Same, I'm gonna sell some cat earrings too and see same if I can. principle. <laughs> same, same yeah. principle. But the yeah. thing that the thing but I that like what you said though, differentiate uh, to you know you got to do something different or that, something appealing to get that. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's the set that you know, and what you've said just literally encapsulates it in a nutshell. You know is not to be the same. McDonald's is not the same as Burger King. You know, they both have different pros and cons to them. You know, they have different chips, they have different burgers. And that's the same thing. You know, it sounds stupid, but at the same time, it's relatable. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's, you know, in the same sense, it's relatable to drop shipping. You know, you don't directly copy someone's product. You know, you can sell the same product, but you can put a different type of spin on it. You know, sell it from a different angle, um, aim it towards older people instead of younger people. And, you know, that can really, really work well. Great conversation there. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I would say, okay, so for the audience, like kind of a strategy, you know, that they could take away, you know, what, what's, a, what's a good way for them to like, you know, start aside from your YouTube videos, which I would say, unless you exhausted all of his product recommendations, <laughs> like, I mean... I say you at least out of all the videos I see there, especially in 2019, you probably got about, you know, 30 to 40 products to, to test out. But yeah, yeah, beyond that, uh, you know, what should they be doing on their own to, to, to find winning products? So a basic strategy um, or, or a basic couple of strategies, which I would use for, um, e um, which I would use for product research is I'll, I'll give you a few. Um, this is just off the top of my head. The ones I use personally. So for the, anyone who's got a spare $25, I'm going to categorize it. Anyone who's got a spare $25, go ahead and sign up to eSniper. Um, and that is genuinely one of the best websites I have witnessed um, in the product research industry. You know, you don't have to use um, anyone's affiliate link. If you genuinely, I genuinely believe it's a great um, product software and stuff. So I would go ahead um, and sign up to that. Really? That, if you don't have $25 to use, um, I have a few free methods for you off the top of my head. Um, so the first one is Turbo Ad Finder um, on Facebook. This is a Chrome extension. It went down for a bit and now it's recently just come back up and it works like Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Basically, what it does is when you log on to Facebook, as soon as you hit the Chrome extension on, it will basically sort all your ads. And, you know, it will literally just your whole timeline will be Facebook ads. So very, <laughs> very yeah, very, very easy to go ahead and find competitors' um, ads and get targeted by them. Um, one way to increase the amount of ads on your timeline would to be one is every ad you see, make sure you like it, make sure you comment on it, and make sure you click through to the Shop Now page and add to cart because that is going to trigger the Add to Cart feature on Facebook and Facebook is going to consider you someone who's showing buyer intent. So they're going to show you more and more Facebook ads. Um, and then all you have to do really is literally tog tog toggle on Turbo Ad Finder, and after a while, you will see a ton of dropshipping ads. That is how I've found a good few of my winners. 
um, just from finding, you know, competitors kind of products that are just on the way up. Um, another amazing one, which again is free, you know, all of these are free. So make sure you guys take note of them is awesome. Amazon movers and shakers. Um, this is kind of an invaluable kind of product research method. I love it. You literally type into Google Amazon moves and shakers, um, com, And what that is going to do is basically bring up to you the products which have increased in ranking in the past 24 hours. So, um, products which were at like rank, I don't know. 3,000 and uh, they've went all the way up to product rank 75. And obviously the higher the rank is, the more it means it's being viewed, the more it's being bought, et cetera, et cetera. So you can kind of catch trends and tra- catch, um, catch products which are just on the um, uptrend from using Amazon's movers and shakers. Um, and a good point as well is they also have niches down the left-hand side. So you can sort by baby niche, you know, garden niche and all of those good niches as well. Wow, really good tip. And like I said, folks, you know, for the audience, you know, this is the part of the podcast where you want to re-listen to what Otis just shared with you as far as capturing the tips, especially if you're looking to define your own winning products and uh, really awesome stuff, man, man, really valuable tips there. And you know what? It reminds me of, uh, of a good point. And as far as staying on top of things, because things evolve, you know, now yeah. it seems like every other month. You know, something's, you know, happening, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's like, I'm curious, like, what are you doing to kind of keep yourself on the edge, you know, as far as, you know, keeping yourself up to date, self-education, things like that? The thing is, I am genuinely, um, I'm like a sponge. And what I mean by that is I try to soak up as much information as possible. You know, people might think, oh, you do dropshipping full time, so you don't really need to watch other YouTubers. But that <laughs> couldn't be much further from the truth. I am literally subscribed to about 20 other dropshipping channels. Uh-huh. Um, I'm subscribed to my brother, um, Tristan Broughton, who's another great YouTuber I met at the um, Underground Earners event. Oh, Ari awesome. Shazen, again, another great YouTuber. Um, King Kong, I also watch as well, and also Gabriel St. Germain. You know, I'm subscribed to a ton of people. And, and yeah, as soon yeah. as they drop a video, I am the exact same as anyone else. I'll go ahead, I'll watch it, I'll learn new things because in my eyes, you can never stop learning. You know, um, I've learned methods from all of those people I've mentioned, which I didn't know myself. And that is one way, you know, one kind of tip I like to keep up to date um, with new trends or new products or new softwares that are coming in. Um, and yeah, stuff like that. Really great point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, I mean, nobody should feel like, oh, hey, I'm an expert in everything. So I don't need yeah, to learn yeah. anything. Maybe because I mean, that's, that's got to be the furthest from the truth is like, I mean, to exactly. stay on the edge, things are changing, you know, new ways of doing things. And it, and it's, things are changing, like, say, at least every other month, if not, you know, even more frequent. And, uh, you know, staying on top, you know, tracking, other people that are that are also crushing it in their own way, exactly. bits, those juicy tips, mm. and uh, and then absorb it into your own system. I mean, everybody has like their own unique, you know, strategy, their own unique yeah, flow, yeah. and that's what makes it your own. Um, but you know, you're taking the best of what everyone has out there and exactly uh, making and, your and, own for you. Yeah. Exactly. And, and uh, one, one important point as well, which I learned from the Underground Earners event was the power of networking. Um, and that kind of ties into, you know, as you said, evolving as a person and keeping up to date with what's moving. You know, the power of networking is, is crazy. That, you know, I knew networking was very, very, you know, an important part of being an entrepreneur. But after the Underground Earners event, that kind yeah. of blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, man, I tell you, I was really excited about that event for sure. I mean, you had 
uh, I would say that's probably the major dropshipping event of the year based on the roster who was there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really awesome. I mean, like I said in the intro, but yeah, let me, uh, let's go ahead and dive into that. Cause I mean, I think that's just like, Oh, really this awesome. is an exciting, exciting. Yeah, yeah, tell, tell the story behind uh, the underground earners first start, like, you know, how you got invited to in the whole thing and then we'll tidy stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, my brother was putting on an event with um, him, Jordan Walsh, um, Vince Wang, um, and also Justin Walsh. So there was already a team of four straight savages, you know, ready to actually, <laughs> you know, they all teamed up together um, and, and kind of thought, why don't we create an event where, you know, it's just full of literally, you know, something that's never really been done before. Awesome. Um, and something which is inspirational. So they went ahead and obviously created the event and stuff like that. Um, and they were obviously looking for speakers and they'd already got a, you know, a roster of a few people. Um, and then my brother and them lot had actually spoke about having me at the event um, and then decided to, you know, invite me out to the event. They thought it would be cool. Um, awesome. uh, you know, someone with experience as well, because obviously I'm, you know, I'm brothers with one of the people who were organizing it. So he could obviously verify I was kind of legit and stuff. Um, <laughs> And then kind of, you know, from there, I got invited out. Um, and the, the funny story, actually, I, you know, I, I'm going to feel ashamed sharing this, but I'm actually scared of planes. You know, while I was scared of uh, planes, I had yeah. a fear of flying. So um, I was a bit hesitant. I thought, you know what? But at the same time, I thought, you know what? This is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? You know, you're going yeah. to meet 40 odd people who are going to be crazy. So... I jumped on the plane anyway, me and my brother traveled there. It was an 11 hour flight from London Heathrow, which was pretty long. You know, there was nothing to do on the flight. But um, anyway, we got there, checked into our um, room and stuff. We had a one night Airbnb and then the next day we was checking into the mansion. Um, and this mansion was crazy. You know, we were one of the first ones there. It was like a five million, it was $6 million mansion up in Beverly Hills. Wow. Um, a lot of people who had seen my um, Instagram, I think you've probably seen it, all my stories. Yeah. yeah, real crazy. It was a real crazy kind of, you know, place to host an event. You know, even I, as a speaker there, was gobsmacked, you know, knowing that, <laughs> you know, knowing that pulled this off. And also that I was staying there, you know, I was super excited because I'd, <laughs> I'd never stayed in a big mansion before. So I was like, yo, this is, wow. this is an amazing experience. Um, <laughs> and then after we got there, all the other speakers obviously started to arrive. Um, got to meet, a, you know, a bunch of act actual studs, man. These guys were so knowledgeable. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go over kind of some of what I learned in a bit, but yeah, really knowledgeable dudes, real, real nice people. Um, and one thing which I noticed everyone had in common was we was all humble. Um, you know, everyone That's there, awesome. you know, you could literally walk past these people in the street and you'd know no different. You know, they wouldn't gloat, they wouldn't show off. They were all just normal, hardworking people. Um, and little awesome. did you know, some of them were making 20K a day um, on their own kind of brands and stuff. So, yeah, real crazy experience, man. And, and the event ended up turning out amazing. You know, I was, I knew the event was going to go wow, but I didn't know it was going to go that well, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. And I got to meet a bunch of, you know, even the people who got invited, I mean, who were actually um, attending the event, a bunch of people there. So nice. I had a lot of people come up to me and recognize me from YouTube. And um, I sat down and helped a lot of people with their own stores. So, yeah, real eye-opening experience, man. Man, really great stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that just seemed so awesome. And, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd reiterate that as well. You know, everyone, you know, a, a, quite a good number of them have been guests on the show and talking to them offline. Um, really humble. 
uh, you know, even though they're crushing it in their own right, um, yeah, yeah. really humble people and, uh, and keeping it real. And that's what, that's, what's been awesome. And even for the podcast, that's, that's what I try to do is to do my best to, to, to highlight yeah. the people that have been keeping it real and help people avoid the fakes out there. So I that's mean, it, man. That's Otis, it. y'all, thanks, man. And Otis being one of them for sure. Hey, you know, let's here, go. Yeah, yeah. Here's another brother that's uh, keeping it real and somebody that for the audience, you guys should be following because, you know, he's delivering value. It's just, you know, a really awesome thing for sure. Um, what were some takeaways, you know, from the event, like some things that, that you learned that you like to share with the audience? One of the main things I already knew, but, uh, you know, it kind of... Um, enhanced my kind of view on it was testing you know I, I thought I was testing a lot I met some of the people there like John Paul um, who again is an absolute stud you know I learned a ton <laughs> from him and he was testing you know at times was tested a hundred products a week you know he had his wow. whole, yeah had, a, had his whole team and stuff set up um, and he really kind of opened my eyes up to the power of testing um, and that is one thing yeah. It sounds simple, but when you're actually getting into dropshipping or learning, you don't really seem to understand the concept of testing or that you have to test products. Um, yeah. You know, that is one thing I learned myself. Guys, just make sure you are testing, you know, yeah. test wisely, you know, don't just throw your money at the wall. Make sure you're testing products which are, you know, validated winners um, or have the potential to be winners. Um, make sure you're giving them enough budget. You know, I would recommend at least kind of eight to 10 ad sets per product um, and try to hit different audiences. Also, one huge thing, very big tip, which is kind of away from the mindset stuff is ad copies, guys. This is huge, I think, um, Brian, going into kind yeah. of, you know, end of 2019, 2020 is ad copies. Facebook is something I've learned. And, you know, even from the event I learned is Facebook, loves new content, you know, new content, custom content, any form of content that, that the viewers haven't seen before, yeah. make sure you're putting that on Facebook, man. And, you know, testing a load of different ad copies. I was literally seeing results from people's brands um, and even dropshipping stores whereby they had literally revived products which were dead that even with new ad copies or they were literally wow. making a lot more and doubling their money just from testing the same audiences with different ad copies, you know, changing the thumbnail, changing yeah. the um, writing, the text on it, changing the first three seconds of their video. You know, they were testing different kind of uh, also scroll stoppers. Yeah, they were testing the first three seconds with for example, clips which are extreme. So say, for example, one example is um, someone was, which I've tested myself before, which was I was selling um, a cat ball. It was like, what was it? It was like a cat ball, which cats play with. Uh, <laughs> and basically at the start of the video, the cat is being sick. Now, a lot of people might think, what, why would you put that in your video? But it captures attention, you know, yeah. and that's the thing that, that's a really important point just to go over is that when people are on Facebook, no one goes on Facebook to buy. You know, if you want to buy something, you go on, you know, I don't know, um, Argos, Homebase in the UK, you know, Home Depot in the US and stuff. People yeah. don't go on Facebook to buy. So you need to stop them in their tracks while they're scrolling and then make them go ahead and impulse buy on their card or PayPal or et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, testing different ad copies is really important, man. And making sure you capture people's attention in the small time that you've been given. Yeah, man, you touched on a few great points there for sure. And, and even just to reiterate for the audience is that uh, what Otis just, just touched on is that as you're, you're marketing, you know, your product, you're, 
your customer, you're targeting the impulse buyer. Yeah. So for the audience, if you can picture that, you know, your customers scrolling through their Facebook feed or their Instagram feed and that, uh, you know, viral video or picture or the copy caught their attention in the moment and then they were interested enough to, you know, to want to click further with the intention to buy your product. And that that's called an impulse buyer. So you're yeah. not comparing against what I like to call the calculated buyer that, that goes yeah. to like a Amazon or an eBay exactly. and typing in the search bar a specific product because they're, you know, they're calculated buyers where they're looking, you know, they know yeah. what they want and now they they're know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, stuff like that. So, uh, so for the newbies as they're, as they're looking into, you know, you're not, you're, you know, you're not, you know, cross-examining with eBay and Amazon. So as you're pricing your product and things like that, you know, you're really attracting the impulse buyer yep. uh, that's excited for the product. So, I mean, that was, a, that was a really great tip. Hopefully the audience caught that. And then the other point that I think that you touched on, which is really good, is the importance of, of testing, uh, you know, becoming a master of testing when, and sharing that story about the scale at which they're testing, which is just so awesome. Yeah, crazy. So, so being willing to test, you know, those many products. But like you said, you know, be systematic about it. You know, you're not just throwing, you know, money, money at the wall. Yeah. You know, you got to have a system in place. So you're testing to mm -hmm. reach profitability or you're turning it off and moving on to the next thing. Exactly. You're yeah. investing a little, not losing your shirt, you know, just by throwing your money anywhere. Yeah. Um Really, really good points, man. Man, you touched on a lot of good stuff there. Well, sure. I dropped the value, man, for you, bro. <laughs> I dropped the value. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. So, you know what I'm actually curious about is like, you know, now, you know, as you've been crushing it and running your business right now, what is a what does a day in your life look like, you know, kind of running your drop shipping business? So a day in the life of me is um, wake up. So, you know, recently I've been waking up quite late, man. Um, I used to kind of wake up quite early, which I'm trying to get back into. But with me, you know, I am not perfect. I usually am quite, I've always been an unorganized person, you know, um, uh. believe it or not. I've always been a person who, you know, I've, I don't really have, I haven't really had diaries and stuff, but that is something which I've literally incorporated in my life in the past few months. You know, I've literally got a notepad and a pen and just something as simple as that can literally change around, you know, how you do things. But yeah, a day in the life is um, wake up, have breakfast, you know, shower and stuff. Um, after that, I'll jump on my jewel screen for around three hours or so. Um, I, I don't really, this is one tip I would give you guys, which works for me is I am someone who kind of gets agitated after a while. You know, I can't just sit in front of a computer for eight hours or seven hours. So <laughs> what I like to do is kind of break mine into three hour splits. Um, so I'll work from, you know, I don't know, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, okay. And then have a break for around half an hour, you know, 35 minutes or 40 minutes. Um, go to the toilet, you know, have some food, watch whatever you want to watch. Um, then I'll come back, do like another three hours or so. Um, and the first, the first kind of part of my day will be focused on product research. So, you know, finding new products. The second part of my day, um, will be the next three hours will be on focusing on actually creating, you know, uploading them to my Shopify store and actually creating video ads, which recently, um, I have actually been outsourcing, which I've got something coming later on, um, in, in the next week wow. or so I've got some announcements on that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to start outsourcing it. Um, I used to do it, but it takes up a lot of time. You know, it does yeah. take up a lot of time in your day, especially when you want to be testing on a mass scale, which is kind of what I'm doing. 
Um, and then the third yeah. part, of the, then I'll have another break after that um, and then come back and obviously do three hours of, you know, whatever you've got to do, whether you need to catch up on stuff, um, actually launch the ads which you've created the products for, um, some student cool stuff like that. Um, and that is really how my kind of day looks, you know, usually that's awesome. around, usually around 11 p.m. to kind of 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. Or I'll, I'll do a bit more work, you know, probably start testing products and stuff. Um, and then just, yeah, hit the, hit, stay up on YouTube and watch videos for a bit, actually, before bed um, is usually what <laughs> I do. Yeah. Then apart from that, you know, I'm a bit bad for that. I end up staying up too late and get, you know, YouTube is one of those things where watch, once you watch one person's video, the suggested, man, the suggested just gets you. Just hooks, <laughs> yeah, literally just hooks you. But yeah, that is kind of a day, day in the life, man. Wow. That's really awesome. And yeah, I'd say for the audience, stay tuned if he's dropping something on the uh, video creation. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me about that, actually. Hey, how do I outsource the video copying? And I haven't really had a good answer for them. Um, I yeah. just tell them the tools and stuff, but they don't want to do it themselves. And I was like, all right, yeah, well, I guess yeah. you're going to find a freelancer. Um, but uh, but I know there's a few things out there to to help. So I'd say, you know, stay tuned with that. Stay uh, yeah. in touch with, uh, with Otis for sure. And actually speaking of that, what's the best way for, for people to follow you? Instagram man at, at the econ wizard. Um, it's the exact same as my YouTube name. I've just got Instagram um, and YouTube is mainly what I use. So yeah, at the econ wizard, it's the same on YouTube and Instagram. And that's where you can find me, man. You know, drop me a DM if you have anything to say, any questions. Um, and I usually respond to all of my DMs kind of throughout the day and stuff anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to leave all that in the show notes. And uh, one of the things that, that came to mind, this is one of the one of the patterns that I've that I've noticed that every successful dropshipper has had is that is that yeah. they found a mentor in some some fashion, whether if it's through YouTube or or one on one or, you know, through a course. And I think I did catch that you were that you were offering some mentorship as well, and was wondering if you could share that with the audience. Yeah, so um, around it was about two months ago. Um, I was getting a lot of well before this, prior to this, I was getting a ton of messages asking me if I actually do mentorship, um, and I always said no, no, because I thought it would kind of you know um, take up too much of my time. You know, I didn't actually want to do it, um, and then I kind of started to outsource a few things in my business, which obviously freed up more time. Um, and I remember the exact day I put out a vote on Instagram and I was like, you know what, if people want it, um, you know, I'm more than happy to help people cause that's where, how I am, you know, and I put up a vote on Instagram and there was like 95% of people. I had like 150 odd votes, 200 votes. <laughs> yes, cool. yes, yes, yes. Provide mentorship. Um, so sure enough, I got some fully enough overnight. Um, I worked on some Shopify page and, you know, launched my first mentorship and, and this was something which I was talking about as well. I was literally not learning mentoring because I already knew about e-com and stuff, but I was learning how to manage a group of people. You know, yeah. I'd never managed a group of people before. Um, and this was about two months ago now. And obviously I've got used to everything now, which is great. And, you know, I know yeah. how to manage a group of students and get them results. And yeah, the first month was very successful, man. We literally had three students out of the 10, which I always cap at 10 um, mm. students. That is because that is something... You know, not to throw shade on people, but I think some mentors out there end up picking up too many students, you know. Um, yeah. they, I've heard so many horror stories. They end up picking up 100 students and they don't have enough time to really, you know, give each one what they need. Yeah. Uh, and that is something I really wanted to, you know, focus on because I only prize myself on, you know, providing the best. So, 
Um, I, I capped it at 10 and three out of the 10 students all hit over 2K a day, um, which was amazing. You know, that was the feeling wow. of, you know, them doing that was amazing. You know, literally one of them ended up quitting their job. Um, I think the <laughs> other ones were on the way, yeah, the other one was on the way to quitting his job and then the other one was at university. So he didn't really want to drop out anyway. But yeah. um, And then we had a ton of other students in there who were also hitting kind of um, 400, 500 days. Um, so yeah, the first one was really successful. I've just finished my second round of mentoring um, and those students done very, very well. Again, we had successful students. So yeah, um, I'm considering probably opening up um, another few slots, probably around five slots or so um, within the next week or two. So yeah, that'll be all over my Instagram and stuff like that. Um, wow. And I'm going to be posting testimonials and everything like that as well. Wow. Really awesome. Yeah. So I say for the audience, you know, stay tuned with that. See if you're able to get into the time slot. But uh, I'd say for Otis, I mean, he's the real deal for sure. and been crushing it. And uh, hey, thank you, mom. Yeah, just really awesome. So I think that's that's a great thing if, if you're able to, to be a part of that. So well, awesome, man. I think this has been really great. You dropped a lot of value here. Value, mom. Uh, I really appreciate your time. So um, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Hey, kind of put me on the spot now, right? <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, it's my pleasure, man. Um, thank you firstly for having me. It has genuinely been um, a great call, you know, a great um, podcast and stuff. I've really enjoyed it. This has been my first ever podcast. So, you know, thank you for hey, having me. Hey, awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to drop some value and I hope you guys have got a lot of value. Um, one of the first main things I would like to say is just literally, it sounds so simple, but don't give up um, and, and block out anyone who don't believe in you or, you know, don't believe you can do it. Because I've seen a lot of people struggle over time when they've got, you know, peers and, you know, stuff not believing in them. And, and the real difference I've noticed over my years of dropshipping and just business in general is that the people who succeed are genuinely the ones who when times got tough they didn't sack it off they didn't say oh drop shipping don't work or oh this business model doesn't work all they done was adapted you know they learned from their lessons they learned from the money they'd spent and decided you know what i'm not going to give up now because it's you know it's 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 worthless so they ended up keep crushing it and genuinely that is how you will become successful um, second thing I would just like to drop on your guys' heads is make sure you're testing. Just a quick testing strategy for you guys would literally to be um, choose a product which is either a wow factor product, so something you can't really get in stores. When they see it, they think wow, um, or a problem-solving product um, as well. Then choose 10 different ad sets related to the actual product. So, for example, if it's a dog product, choose dog, um, dog collars, dog park. Um, dog breeds, dog magazines, all of those interests would be great. Get 10 of them, um, 21 ages, 21 to 65, um, and then test two separate ad creatives within the same ad set. And that is literally a simple testing strategy for you guys to go ahead and crush it, man. Really awesome, brother. Man, really great stuff. Great closing remarks. Some last value, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Got the last value. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks a lot, Otis. I really appreciate your time, brother. For sure, man. Thank you for having me, bro. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. 
If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.